Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. What I tell you, okay? All right. This decade is gonna be the decade of the balls. You got rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, July nineteenth, for a second time, guys. I'm really sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, Got that sorted sorted out. I hope, Um, and we're back, just like the balls. We're back. It's good to be back. (laughs) It's a decade uh, for the Vols and more important issues. That's right. Exactly. Um, just to write, we'll run through real quick what we're talking about on this show. We've got another great one. Emmett Gooden, uh, he was dismissed uh, Thursday evening. We'll talk about that. Really, we're going to talk about the defensive line and what that um, – because we talked, we previewed them a few weeks ago. So what does that mean for the Vols now that uh, probably a guy who's going to start, what, what that could mean for that group. Still a very talented and deep group. We'll go through, all through that. We've got some team news. And then we're going to uh, continue in our position preview doing uh, corners this time around. Uh, a group that should be one of the more talented, more polished, um, adding depth, and also mature. They've had a ton of experience. Uh, they've the, the group that's starting, start. Uh, this will be their third year. Yeah, I think it, this, this defense as a whole just has a ton of experience coming back, and that's – and with Jeremy Pruitt coaching them, you, you got to think big things are happening for this defense. Yeah, absolutely. Got to. Yep. And then we've all, we're also going to talk about the SEC. Uh, they did announce they are honoring scholarships for those athletes who chose not to participate in sports due to the COVID pandemic. Going to talk about that, and I guess what that can mean for this football season or really fall sports. Man, I need I need college football bad. I mean, it's good to have sports back. NFL or uh, NBA is coming back next week. MLB, MLS is already back. Golf's back, but co- there's nothing like college football. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a sad day if we don't get college football because it, it just won't be the same. Like you said, it's it's nice to have all those sports, but you know when the the best one isn't there, it's kind of sad. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'd I'd even be happy. You know, a lot of people. First off, the people who are like, I don't want it if there's not fans in the stands. I'm sorry, I think that's stupid. I'm also I'll take just an SEC schedule. I know it's not you know great. You don't get all those games. You don't get Maction Tuesday night Maction. But regardless, it's something and it's better than nothing. Oh yeah. And then we're going to talk Definitely. about the top five NFL quarterbacks, young versus old. Kind of. There's some guys who are probably top five quarterbacks just a few years ago, but no longer. It's kind of the new guys have coming in, taking over. Yeah, there's there's definitely a good mix. Some veterans, some uh, guys that haven't been in the the league for too long. Um, yeah, it's just I, – I think what started this for me was the um, Colin Coward putting the, the best quarterback arms in the league, <laughs> and it just did – it was so dumb that I was like, we need to rank quarterbacks. What does that even mean, best quarterback arm? I don't know. Like best looking I, arm, like nicest or, you know, or tongue like and Or like who tan? can throw it the farthest? <laughs> 
because he's he, he that's what I got from it, and he put Tom Brady on it, which I was like, that doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty sure I can throw just as far as Tom Brady. Tom Brady hasn't been asked to throw a pass over 15 yards in a decade. Oh yeah, Curious, I don't think he can. Now that he has Mike Evans, though, maybe he's going to have to been stretching. Well, that. Mike Evans is going to be real disappointed when he runs a go route <laughs> and it's 10 yards behind him. That's why he had to move to Florida was to get to the warmer weather. Because you can't, mm. he can't get that old that old shoulder loosened up in in uh, New England. No way. No. <laughs> you get that icy hot going down in Florida. Right. And then we, of course we've got our segments. That's most important and fail of the week Sunday, like always. Before we jump into the show, though, Landon's going to tell you guys about a couple people that make this show possible. Yeah, guys, go check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Go get you some Vols gear, some accessories. Um, they got it all, so go check them out. Go check out Tennessee Tap House. Great hangout place. I know Volunteer Roadshow does a lot of watch parties there during football season. Hopefully we're back to that um, in the fall. But, yeah, go check them out. Go get you some brews um, and hang out a little bit. Safe Do it. Way, go hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Wear the mask. <laughs> yep. Wear those masks. Um, guys, I'm on YouTube. I'm getting on YouTube right now. I'm also on Twitter. Landon's on Facebook. If you got any questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. We'll answer them. May not get to them right away, but I promise we'll answer the questions. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about as well. Um, so just drop those in the chat, and we'll get to them. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and get this one. Aaron Ross already said if there's no fans. I don't want college football. Fans and home field advantage are huge for college football. I don't disagree with that last part. They're huge for college football. You won't get a ton of upsets. I realize that. But, man, there's something about – it doesn't matter. Yeah, also, you, you got to take what you can get. Yeah, also, you know, what is – Vanderbilt never plays in front of fans. <laughs> True. It's, it's a normal normal season for them. Also, you know, home field advantage is something, but every year you have a smaller team, non-Power 5 team, beat a Power 5 team at the Power 5's home – so I think you have to keep that in mind when you're talking about how much – because home field advantage is obviously important. But sometimes it doesn't matter at all. No. So Football keep that gods mind. are going to choose who wins, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Let's go ahead and jump into the bad news. Emmett Gooden dismissed from the team uh, Thursday night, almost immediately following his arrest after a domestic dispute. It That's not good. Um, I, I don't want to stay on this too long. It's a young guy that made a mistake, hopefully – Hopefully he finds a chance to kind of redeem himself and, and is able to kind of move past it. Uh, that's my hope. Um, as far as Tennessee goes, though, he's dismissed from the team. Uh, and it kind of goes into I, – I mean, I believe in second chances. I know you're kind of on the same page as that, too. But I trust Jeremy Pruitt, too, that he made the decisions that's, that's best for this team. And we kind of talked about that Wednesday. Jeremy Pruitt's not giving us a reason to think he's not going to do what he thinks is best for the program or do what is best for the program. He's, he's made a lot of decisions that maybe – a lot of people would make and they've turned out to be either good decisions or at least they've helped people in those decisions. So I'm going to trust that this was the best decision made and, uh, you know, hope, I hope the best for Emmett good. And I hold no ill will, uh, you know, I hate to hear that that happened to anybody. Um, but you know, hopefully I hate it for the young lady too. I mean, it's a terrible situation all around. Um, but now it's time for Tennessee. Tennessee's job is really, you know, most most of the job's football. So it's time to figure out who's going to be the next man up. Yeah, you you just can't have that being a part of your program. If you know when Jeremy Pruitt came in, his first thing was change the culture, and you just mm. can't have that. And you know, it's I think a lot of people want to compare it to you know the the Bryce Thompson thing, but apparently nothing came out of it. Like he this right. 
this was an incident that you really can't get past. I'd also um, you know, similar to Tim Jordan. Like that's something like you can't get past. Um, so you know, I, I hate it for I hate it for the team as a whole because um, I, I think that's a, a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is you didn't have him last year either. So hopefully is, you're able to just keep rolling on what you had. That is the um, good news is you didn't play it. You didn't really lose much. You did kind of lose somebody you hoped was going to be a starter, but you didn't, you haven't seen him on the field. You're, you're not playing without him really yet. So. Yep. And again, you're trying to get to that 85 scholarship <laughs> mark. And this is just another one where you just got to cut your losses yeah. and, and move on. This is not the time to make a mistake. It's nope, not, unfortunately. Not. Hey, um, dude, like, there's not even – like, just football players are really on campus right now. So, like, how are you getting in trouble on campus right now? Let's like, be, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, as, as far as the defensive line goes, so I know we both had – when we did the defensive line preview, mm-hmm. we both had Emmett Gooden as a starter. And it was yeah. kind of, like, obvious, too. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I could see it. We were like, no, Emmett Gooden's going to be it. So who's going to be it now? Um, I'll pr- probably say Greg Emerson just because he was the one that started last year. Um at that defensive tackle position, I think it will be Middleton, um, Solomon, and probably Emerson, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, I think, you know, like we talked about during the the preview, that a lot of those guys are going to switch in and out. Does Elijah Simmons take a bigger step? That That's a guy that I'm sure is just like chomping at the bit to, to get some more playing time. You know, he was a red shirt last year, but if he's able to come in and be a dominant like, – like people talk about how dominant he is in the weight room. If he can – translate that to the field i mean he's probably one that's at least going to have an increased role if not you know compete for that starting position right now it that, that's a guy that you're going to probably need to step up more uh this season in particular uh yeah i like the greg emerson I, I i agree that's that's probably one of the more and this the good thing about the, this this defensive line is they're rolling guys in and out all the time anyways yep. if you're a starter it probably doesn't mean a whole lot it probably just means you're playing the more important downs um, but as far as actual snaps go, there's going to be probably like six guys on that, you know, five to six guys that probably play, you know, divide those snaps pretty equally. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I like Greg Emerson to be the starter, though. Someone said Emerson, Garland, and Simmons will be just fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this yeah. is obviously a loss. You're talking about a guy that was expected to be a pretty big proponent in, in, on this squad. It's obviously a big loss, but it's not, I don't think it's anything Tennessee can. Tennessee is going to be fine, especially as far as the defensive line goes. Yep. I mean, again, you did it last year, so I I think they'll they'll be able to move past this. And, you know, it just gives another guy an opportunity to step up and make plays. Absolutely. I agree. Team news. More team news. More team news. Yes. We'll start with the first one. Some other kind of bad news is, you know, Austin Pope um, had been a hernia. I can't even say it. Do you want to? Herniated is that the word? Herniated disc. Herniated Thank disc. you. Um, and we'll have to I don't have like better. Hold on, hold on. I don't like that you put pronunciation on me. I'm, I'm not the guy to go to for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm better with names, but you know when it comes to biology and stuff like that, it's it's not me. Um, but yeah, so he he had to have back surgery. So you don't know how long he's out for. Could be it could be a whole season. I mean, it, it, depending I mean, on where is. Sorry, the, the unfortunate part is this his third, second, or third? I think it's his second. He second. did say another one, so it's at least his second. Right, that's that's unfortunate. You know, best for him. It's unfortunate for Tennessee, though, too. This is a guy that kind of expected to get the majority of the snaps at tight end this year. Yeah, that was the only guy on the roster that 
had a ton of experience coming into the season. So next year you're going to have Princeton fans the most and how much he had like what three catches yeah. in his career. Um, so n- not, not a ton of, I guess, proven talent on, on that, at that tight end position, right. but Hey, Jim Chaney's going to be creative and you're going to have guys that have to step up, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're they got to play. So, you know, within that offense, you're going to have to have some guys step up. Jacob Warren, I mentioned Princeton fan, Sean Brown, Jackson Lowe, those four guys, and, and Jordan Allen moved over there. So I, right. I would think Jacob Warren and Princeton fan are probably the two that will probably um, be the top two there. But I, I wouldn't count out. Jordan Allen's kind of a dark horse for me because we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen him, you know, in an off season over there. So, I'm interested to see because we, we mentioned when we talked about uh, the tight end position not too long ago that he, he moves from outside linebacker that's not a big it, – it doesn't have a ton of depth on this right. roster. So, for him to switch positions, um, that that's that's kind of interesting to – and I guess time will tell. Yeah, I liked what you said when we did the preview and you kind of just – you said it again right here. The, the fact that he moved over kind of gives you hope. Uh, this coaching staff doesn't, I don't think, is moving guys just for the sake of moving guys. Um, I think they're moving them with the intention of, of trying to trying to find places they can help the team and play. Um, so I so I I got I'm with you. I got to think that they see him being it could be an asset at tight end. Uh, so I'd like I'd like to, I got Jordan Allen is probably my dark horse. I'd also like to see Jacob Warren. Man, he impressed me a ton in high school. I thought he was a little small for the tight end position. That may still be the case. I think he's gotten his weight up quite a bit. Um, but just hadn't – he's had a few catches there, I think like three or four, and I'd like to see him maybe get get a couple more chances. He was a great athlete in high school, a great athlete. Uh, I got to see him play a few times since he was in the Knoxville area, and I think he, I mean, I think he played wide receiver pretty much in high school, maybe I guess like a tight end. You know, yeah, they, they utilized him a lot at, at Farragut, um, but of course he was just a, mix, a mismatch right. on on anybody because he's like <laughs> right. six, 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 seven. He's a big kid. Um but, but he, he could the, hand, the hands were there. Yeah, yeah the, the hands were definitely there. So hopefully that's at least a, a positive going into the, this season is they have some people that can catch the football. Blocking, right. I don't know. I, I, that's going to be hard to um, to to replace Austin Pope and, you know, with him having such a big hand in the blocking scheme last year. But somebody's got to step up. Yep. We'll see. But, Maybe they I get mean, an off like a offensive lineman, just like a athlete, like Chris Akprogan. He's pretty athletic, right? Maybe yeah. Who, some, some who's the guy in '98? The 300 pound tight end. What's his name? Oh, he had two touchdowns, didn't he? Or a touchdown? Maybe just one. Wait, where? In '98. What's oh, his name? Oh, um, uh, Finlinson. Finlayson, yeah. Finlayson, Finlayson. yes. Yeah, yeah, you nailed you nailed it a couple episodes ago. Uh, probably several now. This everything's running together. Um, yeah, it's wild. He have a touchdown or two in '98. I can't. Remember. I think two, two touchdowns. Or he had he had at least two big catches. Yeah, but I know he had, he was like his first catch was a touchdown. Yeah, we need a 300 pound tight end. I'm in the I'm in the camp of 300 pound tight ends. Yeah, sign them up. We don't need speed. We don't need Gronks. We don't need that. I got a Georgia fan, and the he's the only person in the Facebook chat right now commenting and he's just is he just running his mouth yeah he's just going on matthew cheek um of he's course. asking where catfish is um 
Catfish was on here earlier, yeah. so he is a uh, he's a bedtime, so he had to get to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to get him on the more important issues one day. Yeah. We have a, we have a lot of people that I guess don't don't see the titles before they ask because they've been asking about Catfish. I guess we got to give the people what they want. I guess. I mean, I'm a man yeah, of the people. Georgia fans are are loving some Catfish. <laughs> they like that dance he does. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any more team news? Uh, yeah, so Brandon Davis. Um, oh, also, I, I forgot to mention this. So, Tennessee, would, I, I thought they would try to go after the Central Michigan tight end that entered the transfer that had, like, 500 yards um, last season for Central Michigan, Tony mm-hmm. Poljan. And I thought he would have been a great addition, especially now after you lose Austin Pope. Yeah. Um, but he announced he's going to Virginia, so that kind of ended quick. But Right. And then Brandon Davis, the defensive back, he uh, entered the transfer portal. So another scholarship freed. Um, but it was, it was a guy that was. We're down you know, to he was small now? when he came. Huh? Are we down to Nani? Was it ninety yeah, three before Tim Jordan? Yes. So down to Nani. That, that was counting Jeremy Banks. I think is what that number was at. Ninety three was counting Jeremy Banks. Yep. I'll say Nani. Yeah. So we're we're, we're about ninety. <laughs> Or about ninety. Hint, hint. Yeah, I, it's he. He probably wasn't going to see the field. He was a redshirt sophomore last year. Um, you know, I, he was just a small, small kid. I think he was actually going to play baseball too. But just mm-hmm. focus in on football, but didn't really have the size or anything to to see the field. Um, so I mean, wish him the best of luck. But I think he was kind of told to maybe yeah look elsewhere. Right. Right. Any more team news before we get in this position preview? That's all I got. Let's do it. Let's start talking some corners. Again, I said it before the show. This is uh this is the position that you should be really, really confident in if you're Tennessee going into this season. Because there are, you know, several question marks when you when you talk about I think the defensive line is a is a small one. I, I think the front seven in general for Tennessee is is a question just because you you're concerned for the pass rush. Um, but as far as the secondary goes, especially the corner position, you're pretty confident in what they have the ability to do. Yeah, and you talk about the front seven with the, you know, there, there's at least experience. Um, right. You know, the tight end, it was, it was a concern going into the season. Now it's even a bigger concern. Right. With the defensive line, I, I don't. It's it's not a concern, but like you said, it is kind of a a question mark or you're it's just kind of wait and see mm-hmm. but there, there's definitely talent at those positions and you know the the pass rush that helps the the defensive backs out right but you know when you have jeremy pruitt Derek ansley those guys are, are two of the best defensive back coaches in the country and you know jeremy pruitt's known for pumping out dbs into the nfl especially cornerbacks um and, and he loves turning athletes into cornerbacks so he, he got his his two, his his first recruiting class, and Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson, they were um, – Bryce Thompson and I think Alante Taylor, both SEC all-freshman team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Bryce Thompson was a, a freshman All-American. And, and Bryce Thompson has been, you know, the best defensive back we've had pretty much in, since he's been on campus. I mean, he, he's had mm-hmm. six – he's intercepted six passes – um, 15 pass deflections in his you know first two years and didn't even play the first two games right um, of the season I had three picks against UAB in the first half of last season 
Um, but this could be a, a year where if he has a good year, he is probably gone. Yeah, He's probably no, drafted. It, it's um, definitely and, possible. And we're going to see him, you know, get to showcase his talents because in, in the second week, you know, Oklahoma loses Jason Hazelwood, but they also have uh, Theo Weiss, who is a five-star. You know, that that's going to be huge for him. And then when Georgia comes to town, he's going to have to go one-on-one with George Pickens, um, mm-hmm. who is probably one of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, definitely the wide receiver on Georgia's roster. Right, and, and, and their offense is just very dynamic, too. Um, and the thing is, too, I mean, I, I don't know how, how often they even go to Bryce Thompson's side. Not that Elante Taylor or Kenneth George or Warren Burrell, whoever's in the game across from him, I, I think we all expect Elante Taylor to start. But it's definitely uh, – you definitely see people throwing away from Bryce Thompson more than throwing at him. And, and, you, yeah. and you also talked about the pass rush. The good thing about Jeremy Pruitt and the way – and Derek Ansley, the way they coach this defense, it, the DBs are just important, just as important as the pass rush. There's a lot of blitzing coming from the outside. Um, a, a lot of guys given the chance to go in the backfield and make a play. Yeah, I mean – Perfect example, Sean Schamberger last year had, had three sacks himself, mm-hmm. um, interception, four, four and a half tackles for loss. So he was big and, you know, run stopping, getting after the quarterback and um, in coverage. You know, he, he was definitely the surprise of the secondary. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. thought he would be that, I guess not a surprise. Uh, I think him and Nigel Warrior definitely were the two probably surprises of the secondary. Right, the the yeah. two that played above their probably above what we thought their ceiling was, mm-hmm. and then with Bryce Thompson and I think Pro Football Focus had this, but with Bryce Thompson and Sean Schamberger, um, Thompson had 325 coverage snaps and Schamberger had 361, didn't allow a single touchdown in those snaps. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> because they got – I mean, it's just – that's those stats are just so funny to me because Tennessee definitely got some touchdowns scored on them in those 360, 320 snaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it wasn't their guy. It wasn't their guy, so <laughs> I, I like it. I'll Sign me yeah. up. We'll blame it on the other guy. Pass along the, right. pass along the blame. Um, how many times did Jerry Garantano throw the ball past five yards on third and 15? Best completion Probably. percentage? Probably twelve, but uh, they're uh, the best twelve you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, I, those. I mean, those analytics stats are hilarious. Is this is this Moneyball? It should be. <laughs> we were arguing about this. Oakland. Is Moneyball a baseball movie or not? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say so. Yeah, but I, I was just curious because we were we were talking about that the other day. So, it, well, me and you were talking about it. No, 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 no. Me and when we were in uh, Sweetens Cove the other day. We were talking about gotcha. it. Yeah. So it was, uh, um, but I, I think with Elante Taylor, it's just him being more consistent. Yeah. I mean, the start of the season was rough. And, and a lot of that too is he was probably asked to do a lot more with Bryce Thompson out. I mean, they probably hurt him a little bit. You think that would have, would have helped him a little bit more to, you know, he's the side people aren't going to pick on. Um, they're probably going to go at the freshman on the opposite side of the ball, but that really mm-hmm. wasn't the case. And I don't know if it was necessarily picking on Elante Taylor. But there wasn't really a threat on either side of the field that they that teams had to go away from uh, necessarily, yeah. and then he just made some key mistakes. BYU in particular. Yeah, a lot of, couple of mental lapses, um, you know, last season, but but finished strong. So if, if he's able to be more consistent, he's got the size, he's got the talent, he's got the speed. I mean, he's just got to put it all together, and you could see his name 
called in yep. this draft next year. Oh, I would I would agree with that. I mean, I think right now I'm expecting to see Bryce Thompson and Alante Taylor uh, not return. Yeah, and that that's that's kind of scary too because you know you look past them. So you got those three. Um, Schamberger's a senior. Both of those are juniors. If those three are gone, Balaam Buchanan's behind him. Hopefully, he's back this year. I don't know how much he will be or if he'll even be available. But if he is, he's a redshirt senior. Mm-hmm. Kenneth George Jr. is a redshirt senior. So you have potentially five guys that are probably key contributors that might not be here next year. I didn't so, realize Kenneth George was a senior. He was a he was a JUCO guy. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so you got to recruit the heck out of this position mm-hmm. next year. You have Warren Burrell, Kenny Solomon's probably going to be good. I don't know if Keyshawn Lawrence ends up at at the nickel or if he's a corner or a safety, but uh, he could be thrown in the mix some there too next year. Yeah, I mean it's definitely going to be based on need, and I don't know. Corners kind of been in a, a position that they've uh, addressed in this twenty twenty one class. Is it two, two corners in that class? In the 2020 class? 2021. Um, they're athletes, probably going to play corner. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if I see any just like – Jay Jones is listed as a corner. I think Edwin Wyatt may be listed as a safety, but could play corner maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't see like – there. there's not one true corner, I don't think, in this class. I think Kamar Wilcoxon probably would have been it, but – Right, he still hasn't made up his mind where he's going to go. So, oh wait, is he not Florida? <coughs> huh? Is he not Florida? Allegedly, his final decision. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Idiots. Um, not. I'm not calling the recruiting idiot. I'm talking about the Florida coaching staff that asked if that was his final decision. Yeah. When? <sighs> okay, so would you... here's my question: Why tweet that when you think he's coming back to your team? That's like seems like a really dumb idea. Yeah, that seems like it could backfire <laughs> instantly. Right. Um, I don't know if did we talk about the star position when we did safety preview? No. You want to talk about it real quick? Or are you saving a preview specifically for Yeah, that? I mean I, okay. I did mention You mentioned Sean, Sean Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, how, how he was the surprise and um had a good year last year. And you talked about, you know, being utilized not only in coverage, but you know, getting after the quarterback, helping with the run. Um and you know, you look at Justin Coleman in the NFL right now as a former ball. He's the number one nickel cornerback in the country. So this is a a position that's becoming more and more um, valued yeah. in football. Um, so, so you're going to see a lot more guys take on that role. Balaam Buchanan is right behind him who played that position before Schamberger took it over. I don't know if he takes – I would highly doubt the way that Sean Schamberger – um, played last year, I, yeah. it would be hard for me to to think that Balaam Buchanan would beat him out. But you have an option, and, and you have right. experience behind him, so that's that's about all you can ask for with that position. Yeah, and I think Balaam Buchanan is probably your a guy that you, and maybe he kind of trades snaps out there at star, but he's probably a guy that you stick out wide before Sean Chamberger when you're talking about finding guys behind Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson or finding depth behind him, I guess. Um. Yeah, yeah. You talked about real quick, just Sean Chamberger. He was a big, big part of that defensive turnaround in the second half of the season. Uh, him, Nigel Warrior, obviously Daniel Batuli as well, and um, uh, you know a couple other guys on the defensive front. But yeah, that's a 
that's a very, very important position, especially in Jeremy Pruitt's defense. You need a guy that can that's that's quick and strong and can get in the backfield. And Sean Chamberger proved to be that guy. And he's, you know, he's he was good in pass coverage too. You mentioned he was one of the higher rated pass coverage guys by uh pro football focus, whatever uh stat that means. They they rated mm-hmm. him there, so we're gonna run with it. Um but yeah, it's uh it's a guy that was able to affect the game in a lot of different ways. And you're gonna need that this season, especially when you talk about finding a good pass rush and being able to uh, be effective in the, in the, in that facet of the game. Yep. Do you have anything else for these, uh, this cornerback group other than I think, I mean, I'd say this cornerback group is probably the, you think probably the best group on the defensive side of the ball. When you talk about talent. Yeah. When, experience. when you talk about, yeah, experience, um, there's a lot of veterans in there. So yeah, I, I think, um, we have the Oklahoma guy who's finally leaving, or no, the Georgia <laughs> the guy. Georgia guy. Leaving. Yeah, still, <laughs> still hating on him. Yeah, I think he's mad that uh, we were talking about Kirby Smart's haircut. The bold, the bowl cut. Yeah. What what kind of bowl do you think he uses? You think it's a glassware bowl? Do you think it's one of those silver like punch bowls? It's definitely Tupperware. <laughs> Tupperware. Yeah. A round Tupperware, because or a square one. I would say round. Yeah, I mean, it has round. to be round. I was, just, I was, I just don't have much round Tupperware. Most of mine is square or rectangular. So he's he's very um, he's very particular about what kind of Tupperware bowl he uses. Ah, do you think he uses it for food also? Or is it specifically a haircut bowl? I feel like he's he's got like he's got two bowls: one for haircut, and one for food. That's it. Hmm. Does he keep it in the office or at home, or a great clips? Do you think he's a great clips? I feel like he has his like I feel like his wife might just cut his hair for him. Or actually he might do it himself. <laughs> Is it like Bill Belichick the day before the game? He's like in a dark room by himself. Like he's like, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I, I want to believe that now. Actually, Bill Belichick, when he gets done cutting the sleeves off week of the game, he falls down to Georgia and cuts Kirby Smart's hair with the same oh, scissors okay. that he uses for the uh Uses for the um, the sleeves. I thought Aaron Murray like might do it. Maybe he's the he's the backup if Belichick is isn't available. Then Aaron Murray goes and and cuts his hair. Aaron Murray only cuts hair of he only cuts Jeremy Pruitt's hair. What was his hang up on Jeremy Pruitt? They disrespected Mark Rick. Yeah. <laughs> But then he had like five Georgia assistants follow him to Tennessee. I also yeah, want to be like, hated. what about all the guys that like you know couldn't follow the team rules at Georgia? Did they not disrespect Mark Rick, or is that no. not fit your narrative? No, okay, just wondering. Um, we got a couple people in the YouTube chat. Someone said 1976 green Tupperware. Full disclosure, I don't know what that is. I was born far after 1976, so um, they made Tupperware in 1976. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought it was just like. Uh, you thought it was a millennial invention? Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone said, I'd like to see Tennessee wear orange helmets. What you think? I don't like – I'm not a big fan of the orange helmets just because I haven't seen one I love. I haven't seen yeah, one I, like, I absolutely you, love. With helmets, it's it's kind of best to say traditional. I feel like jerseys are something you can play around with, but it's, helmets, it's even, that's, a, that's a dangerous game to me. It's not even tradition for me. I love the smoky gray helmet. I just think – Yeah. I think the – it's hard to – I love Tennessee orange. If you all can't tell, I wear a orange a lot. I'm a Tennessee fan. <laughs> um, but it's just, you got to be careful with Tennessee orange. It, you can't 
too much is a, is a rule. I mean, you, you can't, you got to have enough white or gray or black to balance it out. Got to be careful. Um, I don't know. Just, I have not seen an orange I love and it might have something to do with the material too. That's, that's a tough material to deal you, with when you're talking about helmets. There, there is such a thing as too much orange. Yeah, no, you absolutely. Don't, you don't want, you don't want too much orange. No. Like the, the creamsicle uniforms, those are nice, but they have that white helmet to mm-hmm. kind of balance it out. Um, yeah. so you, you can't have, can't have it all. No, you can't. And, and, and one thing for me too, is I think white helmets look the best. Dylan said Tupperware was invented in 1946. Thank you for the Thanks, fun fact. Dylan. I'm glad you know how to Google. <laughs> I guess we could have looked that up. Uh, <laughs> the guy that asked if Tennessee wore orange helmets, his name's Louisville. He said UGA got new helmets. They've they've always kind of fit. They're not always. They've been fiddling with helmets the last couple of years. Remember those red helmets with a black stripe all the way down to the face mask? Those were ugly. I hated those. Yeah. The, the, I will say that you asked about the orange helmet. The one orange helmet I do like is Chad Field's orange helmet. But again, I just don't – I don't think it would look great with an orange jersey. That's my only thing. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. It looks I mean, good on a shelf, would, but right. I don't, I don't think it looked good on a field. I think um, a, like a wolf gray would look better than just solid orange. Right. I mean, I don't know what you'd like. Smoky gray made sense because it had, you know, ties to, to Tennessee, but like wolf gray wouldn't. But th- it still looked good. What's wolf gray exactly? It, like th- this uh, hat is like wolf gray. Yeah. Gotcha. The, the, smoky, the thing I loved about the smoky gray helmets was the mountain design. Oh yeah, I mean it. It was it meant Tennessee. It yeah. wasn't just like we threw that together just to right. look cool. Also, I think the tennis. The you talked about the orange. I think the orange just looked really good on the uh, the back of it. So, yep, I, or like on it. So I don't it know. Meshed perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Um, black. I wonder what the black. Speaking of that, I kind of wonder what the black jerseys are going to look like. Do we get a black helmet? I don't know. They need to figure something out. I don't think. I, the, the white the, helmet. If yeah, if if you go all black and you go white helmet, that's gonna look bad. It's gonna look bad. It's gonna look real bad. I don't think I'd like a all black helmet though. Especially if you do keep the stripe and the power T, which I think you would. I think you need to. So my traditionalist comes in. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. When, when do those get dropped? You think they don't don't show them until the day of, or you think they drop them like preseason? Oh, I think you gotta. When you come out, like you don't even wear them during warm-ups. You, you wear, wear your old white helmets, and then you come out with them to start the game. That's I don't hate it. I don't hate it. The only thing that may, like that would be irritating because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like the last time they did that, you didn't know the black jerseys were going to be a thing. So it, it was a complete shock. But I mean, the you heard this year, I, did, I didn't know until I, I was literally walking to like – into the stadium and I got a text. I didn't know about um I didn't know about the orange pants because I went on Twitter, I guess, for like after we did our live show. I didn't know because I guess I just put my phone down. So I didn't know until they ran out of the tunnel that we had orange britches on. It was so great. It was electric. Like for me, I'm sure everybody was like, dude, we've known this for an hour and a half. I was like, holy sh- orange britches, guys. <laughs> yeah, we were having fun, man. Yeah. Sorry. Put your phone down. Live in the moment, okay? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> As I videotaped it. them running out in them, it's like, put your phone <laughs> down. Live in the moment. All right. Golly, you got to videotape that though. No, you for don't know sure. if they're ever coming back. You, so you're like living in the moment, but you also want to like cherish that moment later on. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know where that video is <laughs> at anymore. Probably because I was probably had to delete it. Probably some language used. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> the also, so I, like you said, I'm a big fan of the cream silky uniform. Some we had this debate, or I saw this. I think it was on like the VFL Facebook. Maybe what's your favorite Tennessee like entire uniform? My favorite's orange, white, orange, white. It's so classic, but I love orange pants. Yeah, I, that's probably my favorite too. But yeah, or- it's timeless, see, man. See, I like I like orange pants on the road. Orange pants on the yeah. road is is really cool. It, it also irritates the crap out of me that we call them stormtroopers, and they're not like all white or anything. No, they have or like you know they they have way too much orange to be stormtrooper. They need to be accented with orange or something to be right. stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that frustrates me. They're not stormtroopers. Come on. Except I guess the new stormtroopers have a little bit of orange on them, so that's that's okay. I digress. Uh, SEC honoring scholarships. It was announced this week SEC would honor scholarships for any athletes who would not who chose not to participate this season due to concerns over COVID nineteen. What are your thoughts, man? I think that's good for them to at least give them that option. Um, now I think there's a lot of questions with that. I mean it it doesn't mean they're like they still keep their year of eligibility. That's not up to the that's SEC. True. Um but if they use that as a medical redshirt, I think that's a that's a great idea. I mean, if your goal is to look out for the athletes, you know, you at least have some options available if people don't feel comfortable playing. Yeah, I do have a lot of questions though in terms of how does it affect scholarship limit next year? If you if you have guys or girls choose to sit out, what what does that look like going forward? Um, I mean, that stuff just needs to be addressed by the NCAA. I don't hate – I mean, yeah, I don't hate the idea. Like you said, it's for the players. It's it's for the, the the students. It's not a bad idea. I just have more questions about it. I guess that gives me hope for the college football season uh, in any college season. It means there's a good chance of it happening, and any players that choose not to participate, you still have your – you can still attend school for free yep. or at a discount, I guess. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know how many players would even utilize that um... – but just having it available for people that it does concern, I, I feel like is it's definitely not a bad thing. <laughs> no, I, I I don't disagree. I, I don't. I, I and hopefully it means a, a football season happens. Uh, more most more <clears throat> conferences are expected to announce this week that their season's canceled. The good news is no Power Fives have announced their season's canceled. That'll be the truth. That'll be when I start getting nervous when the Big Ten is suddenly like, yeah, we're not playing. You know it's going to be the Big yeah. Ten. Pac- Big Ten or Pac-12 first. One of those two school- One of those two uh, conferences. Yeah, it'll probably be the Pac-12 because that's the one that no one gives a rat's ass about. Yeah, they play at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you can't even watch their games. Why, why start a si- – why start – so what is it like? Two-thirds of the population live in Eastern Standard Time Zone or something like that. I think it's less than that. Maybe half the time. I don't know. But you, So you're canceling out half the population when you start a game at 9 p.m. Unless I'm at a bar and it's on. But then I'm really not paying that great of attention, at least to the first half. Yep. So, yeah, it is what it our, is. Uh, our, our Georgia fans still in here. I guess he just can't get enough of more important issues tonight. We love it. Um, he was complaining about how the, the black jerseys are going to um, – to a terrorist group. Mm, well, well, if, that's if not you true. actually knew um, <laughs> what it was going to, you would know that that's not true at all. But whatever. Um, also, that we talking about still on the jersey topic. He said Louisville Cardinals got a lot of helmets. There's nothing wrong with having more helmets. 
I don't necessarily disagree with that, but there is a problem with having a lot of ugly helmets. I'm not calling Louisville's helmets ugly. I don't know what they look like, so I can't confidently say that. Um, but let's look at schools like uh, Oregon. Trying to think off the top of my head, Oregon. I don't know if I've hated any of their helmets outside the pink. Yeah, I guess not their helmets. Their some of their jerseys have been ugly. Some of their jerseys have been awful. Um, what about um, see South Carolina? They wear those satin. Those scarlet helmets, they just need to keep their black helmets. Their black helmets look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's not that. ever a time to wear the scarlet helmet. The white helmet looks good. Mm, Vanderbilt's gold. They need to find a new gold. Yeah, now they have the they have black now. But it, it's it's so, it's weird, isn't it? Because isn't like the V on it like a the it's black, but it's like gold outline, so you can like, barely see it. I honestly could not tell you what their helmet I think that's looks what like. it is. Uh, Kentucky's black helmet, I don't love. No. I don't love theirs. Um, LSU's white helmet and Florida's white helmet should be their permanent helmets. They look fantastic. Yeah. And LSU's uh, like simple white jersey where it's like just a purple and yellow stripe on the shoulders, those need to be a, a permanent fixture in their, their lineup. Do they still Florida's, wear white helmets? Uh, do I think yeah, I they think do. so. Yeah, because I remember Joe them. Burrow running out with the, the white. Yeah, yeah, Burrow. Um, yeah. What about a Florida's like actual Gator print helmet? Those are my favorite uniforms of all time. <laughs> if I could choose any any uniform to wear for the rest of my life, it would be that. Yeah, for Florida to wear. <laughs> for me, I love them. Oh, <laughs> I love just being publicly shamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wearing this scarlet letter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, those like who how many people did that have to pass? Think about that. Oh yeah, like a lot of people like thought that was a good idea. Not yeah, not only were they like, I love this, they approved it and were like, Yep, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. It's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. The, I love the fact that they never wore them again because they knew they were so ugly. Like they got so much backlash from it. Yeah. Uh, what were those like for? I mean, like I thought they were fake. I didn't even realize they wore them for a game until I saw someone tweet a picture. What game do they wear them? You thought it was like a one of those Facebook edits that God, they I do wish. for Tennessee with the <laughs> the smoky Walmart logo on the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what about uh, what about Michigan? And I think Nebraska, they wore those terrible throwback jerseys, like the big M on them. Mm. Do you remember those? Yes, those are those hideous. Are one of the ugliest ones I've ever seen. And then I guess it was was it Green Bay that wears the khaki pants? <laughs> yes. Ugh. The Pittsburgh jerseys. Let's just name off yeah, some of the ugliest jerseys in sports. The the Michigan State where they tried the lime green on a green jersey, so it's like a dark green jersey. And they put state across of it in lime green. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> what are some of the worst jerseys in sports? Tell us. I'm, I'm excited about this topic. I can, I'm trying to think of all of them. Just some of the, the worst we've seen. I mean, football would be great, but if you've got any other ones. I don't know of any, like, terrible basketball ones off the top of my head. I don't think. I'm sure some of those city edition jerseys. Are, the, yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers a couple years ago, they were like – um, gray with like yellow and yeah, they were pretty ugly. The, those, those are bad. The, uh, I hated the Tennessee basketball ones that were like all orange. 
that the numbers and letters had a white outline. Some people liked them. I just yep. thought they were ugly. They were not well executed. Yeah. Thought was good. No, they weren't. Thought was good. They were not well executed. Yeah, they're pretty ugly. What's the um I bet there's plenty of ugly uh God, who's Oh, the the Tennessee jerseys with the um I don't, I don't know if we actually did we wear the ones with the smoky um, gray the checkerboard on the no those are never worn but i've seen a picture of them like in places like hanging up well like they sold them didn't they they sold like oh those stores. were those were supposed to be the smoky gray the last year they wore adidas yes they were supposed to be worn. yeah they were so ugly Oh my I, God, i'm so glad we didn't wear those th- i kind of wish we had because i would have stopped being a fan i wouldn't have had to go through 2016 <laughs> or 20 yeah 2016 so i, I wish i'd done 2017 that. 2017 would have been worse but we, we were talking about 2016 the other day we we beat georgia florida I, i'm just going to remind you all because i love the misery you beat georgia florida and don't even win the freaking east and then you lose to vanderbilt and don't even get to play in a real bowl game yeah that's so bad you get to go to nashville whoop do freaking do and play nebraska <laughs> sign me up bob the worst. We did. We did sign up. We went. We went. We had. We had a great. We had a great time, but we shouldn't have been in Nashville. We should have been freaking New Orleans. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. I would have rather gone to the freaking. That's the thing. All these teams get to go to like the Bahamas Bowl or whatever. I'd rather go there and play Southern Miss. At least you have fun. Went to Nashville. Yeah, it's so bad. The worst day of my life. Remember when we spilled the charcoal <laughs> in the mimosas? <laughs> yeah, that was gross. We still drank it though. Just we didn't it. drink it. We threw the we threw the ones with charcoal out. We threw the ones with enough. We charcoal were literally to kill trying us. to pick it out with our fingers. We threw the ones with enough charcoal to kill us out, and then we drank <laughs> the remainder. Of them. Char- a little charcoal is good for you. Cleans out the clean- cleanses you. It um, strengthens the immune system. <laughs> yeah, it's why we don't have we haven't gotten coronavirus yet. We drank that. Oh, You're we're welcome. immune. Okay, You're charcoal welcome. is the charcoal is the cure. Exactly, exactly. Do you have a? Do you have anything more to the SEC college football before we get into NFL? No, I am excited to get some baseball back this week. Yeah, that starts back on the twenty third. Um, I think there's a doubleheader with the uh, Yankees, Dodgers. Um, Giants and maybe the Giants play the Dodgers and the Yankees play the Nationals. You got me. Something like that. No, Nationals played um, the Giants and Yankees played the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. So two two questions about the MLB. Uh, are they playing in like a few cities? Or are they still like traveling and just playing in no fans? I think it's just no fans right now. So they're but they're tra- so they're traveling to the individual cities to play. I saw where Toronto yeah, yeah. is not allowing them to play home games. Right. So that's the only city. So I guess I'll just have to find somewhere else to play. I think so because they're already like scrimmaging pretty much. The Yankees played the Mets last night. Oh, did they? Yeah, that and started. Uh, yeah, that started the seventeenth, I think. Clint Frazier was he's a um, outfielder outfielder for the Yankees, and he's getting a lot of criticism because he's wearing a mask during the games, and. uh he took the Mets. He hit one in the second deck last night with a mask. They're on. criticizing him for wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. He was getting a lot of, I don't know. He's like, why do you need a mask? He was like, you're outside and stuff. He's like, I'm just gonna wear one. Then he hit one in the second deck, and it's like, 
oh, this guy can hit a home run <laughs> in the second deck wearing a mask. You can't even wear one out when you go to a bar. Yeah, I don't entirely disagree with the point people are making, but criticizing him is a definitely an interesting technique. Um, mm-hmm. And then my second question is, is why have I seen more pitchers getting hit with pitches or with getting hit with getting hit on return than my entire life? But you see the was it the Detroit Tigers pitcher? I think he caught it. The Tigers. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. He freaking flashed his glove in the nick of time. I mean, he almost died. It would have squared him in the face. Who was Gotta it? The Yankees those, that got hit. Uh, Tanaka. I thought he died. I thought yeah. I witnessed a man get killed. Yeah, and that was Stanton who like hits the ball harder <laughs> than anybody in the major league, in major league baseball, and it hits him right on the top of the head. And he knew it coming off the bat. Like at the moment oh, yeah, he, he hit went it, straight dead. to his like straight down. <laughs> yeah. It's not a funny subject. I'm sorry for laughing, but it, yeah, dude, you, it's, you'll see a lot more hitters um, get hit when the Astros are up to bat. I guarantee it. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious how that works out too. Also, do they hit every Astros hitter, or is it just the ones that were like? So you're going to see more just, than just just the ones who were on that a part of that. Yeah, so the guys who got traded are are, are still going to get hit, right? I don't. Th- yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. So like, what do you do if you're a teammate? Like, if I'm on the Washington Nationals and my teammate who like got caught cheating <laughs> gets hit you can't be pissed you're just especially because yeah. you know a washington pitcher's gonna hit a guy eventually oh yeah so you can't get mad about it yeah i, I just can't wait i like i don't know a ton of them who got like traded that are like big time players mm. but uh bregman springer altuve those guys are getting beamed yeah, Altuve. I'm, I'm all for it. I kind of, I'm kind of excited for it to see Altuve <laughs> get hit, just because that's a little guy getting a lot of impact. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll see how good he actually is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When he yeah. doesn't know what, what pitch is coming. <laughs> I watched a video the other day, real quick, and I'll move on. Of a guy explaining how the Astros hit so good against this one pitcher, and it's a video from like 2017. Is that the year they won the World Series? Yeah. So it might have been 18. Wait, one in twenty eighteen? I think last year was when it was released that they no, the Nationals. No, no, the Nationals won last year, right? Yeah. I can't remember. Oh Whatever. no, the Do- the Dodgers won in eighteen. Maybe. I, I can't know. remember. And um so it was released like the year after they won the World Series. I don't know. And it was like a guy explaining how uh, you know the the, t- the pitchers tell and like you know when he was yeah, throwing it off was speed. 2017, you're 2017. right. And there it was so it was like in 2018, and he was explaining how that you know they can tell when he's throwing an off speed pitch and stuff like that. And it was just funny to watch it now because you're like, no, they know because <laughs> there's a guy feeding them the signals from freaking outfield. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't wait until there's like a 30 for 30 and in this like random old man just sits and just like if he waves it's a fastball if he's like flipping you a bird it's a I was the guy. <laughs> yeah so when are the they gonna man. like admit to it because really only one pitcher has like really come out about it right who was it that came out i don't remember who that was he had gotten traded to the dodgers or not the dodgers the rangers right yeah, and it was like he wasn't even a big time contributor but he yeah. just he's like yeah least all cheaters man yeah <laughs> He was like, I, I don't really get known for that World Series, so I'm going to get known for it. So have you did you watch the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, 30 for 30? Did they like – I need to watch it. Did they just like straight up 
They were interviewed. In, Mark McGuire was interviewed in it, wasn't he? Yeah, so was Sammy. They were both interviewed. Were they just like, yep, this is what we did? Or were they kind of dancing around it? No, the, I mean, they... Mark, I guess Mark McGuire was just like... No, no one knew this was illegal. That's an interesting, like, <laughs> that's an interesting technique. Yeah, he was just like... <laughs> Like everybody was taking this thing, and we knew it was, it was illegal. Everybody's just doing it. Yeah, it, it was never said that we couldn't do it. Interesting. Was basically, his argument. <laughs> Interesting. That's that's a bold strategy. Is he still coaching in, in the MLB? Yeah, I think so. Is he still at the card the cards? Uh, I don't I don't know if he's still with. I thought he was doing like a. Um, was he doing like a minor league team? I know for a while he was the hitting coach with the Cardinals. I don't, I don't know how long that lasted. Yeah, but let, me, let me see. I don't know. Uh, while you're looking that up, I guess let's go ahead and jump into the top five NFL QBs. This is a fun topic because, like I said, it's kind of old versus new. I think there is um, going to be a lot of disagreements, not necessarily between me and you, um, but between a lot of people because I think there's a lot of valid questions to be asked. Guys who maybe haven't done it for long, haven't necessarily approved – because part of being a you know a good QB is winning a lot of games and longevity. You know how long have you yep. done it? Because guys like I think for a great example is a guy like Andrew Luck, who every bit of talented, every bit of smart uh, that you talk about could be a top five NFL QB. If you take some of his better years, he's obviously a top five NFL QB. But before he retired last year, could you confidently put him in that category? Probably not. But he had the ability to be it. If he's on a better team, he probably is it. And, and it, yeah, so, th- so things like that, I think, is and guys like Tom Brady, who's coming towards the end of his career, sure, Super Bowls, that's obviously you know an easy argument, but rings aren't the whole argument. Um, so I, th- I think it's just gonna, I think it's an interesting topic, especially because I feel like you have a lot of different, you have a lot of talent and a lot of different talent at the position right now. Yeah, I think with with mine, you see a lot more guys that are more athletic, um, more not not really dual. Doesn't have to be necessarily a dual threat, um, but guys that that can move around in the pocket. Not like a, a Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, you, it's just a different age with quarterbacks. Nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I, all five of mine are those guys. They're they're not necessarily dual threats. They're not um, Lamar Jacksons. They're not even Patrick Mahomes. When you talk about his ability to get out of the pocket and throw the ball on the run, but they can move around and they they create time and. Um, then they're able to make the throw. So, number one, who do you got? Um, first, I, I did want to say Mark McGuire stopped. He was with the Padres and left the team in two thousand after the 2018 season. So Gotcha. No longer coaching? Nope. Um, so, number one, Patrick Mahomes. This has got to be. Yeah, $500 million man. That's who I've got, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. He's just super <laughs> – He's. I feel like, you know, two years is enough to prove it. Um, yeah, he's a baller. Yep. Um, who you got for number two? This one I kind of – it's tough, and I think, you know, it's it's definitely going to – a lot of people are going to disagree, but the dude's still balling, and he's done it for a lot of years. It's Drew Brees for me. I, okay. He's a freak, you know, talent as far – how long has he been in the league? 2006? Seven? Six, right? No, longer than that. Yeah, longer than that. Um, let's see when he got drafted. No, that that sounds right. Actually, two thousand five, two thousand six sounds right. Um, he was drafted in two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay. Um, two thousand one was his first season. Gotcha. And a guy that's kind of been able to 
be at the top of the game, you know, at least in the in the top <laughs> groups of the game for for a long time. And yeah, he's not a dual threat, but he's he's able to move around the pocket, create time, and, and give himself time, and um and, and allow guys to get open. Yeah, he's not making the throws on the run that Patrick Mahomes is making. Um, but yeah, I think he threw for like what did he throw for last year? I had it all pulled up before I before we got in here. To find it now. Um, I'll, I'll go with my number two. My, my number two is, you know, you're talking about Andrew Luck and how if, if he was probably on a better team, you know, he would probably get a lot more recognition. I think this guy would probably win a lot more games and not, not saying they didn't, but his the offense wasn't the one that carried him. Hmm. Um, and, and that's Russell Wilson. Yeah. A guy that's a, a freak athlete and, you know, hasn't had a ton of great receivers come through a, Seattle since he's been there, but I think he's got a special talent in DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett, um, but man, that that he's just special. And you know, he's he was like Mahomes before Mahomes was in the NFL. Yeah, no, he he's definitely and he, he has a few different aspects of Mahomes, but yeah, I mean, he's the guy that kind of how many quarterbacks that were making throws on the run before him? There weren't a lot. Russell yep. Wilson's my number three. Drew Brees threw for almost 3,000 yards last year, 27 TDs and four interceptions. Um, but Russell Wilson's my number three. Everything you mentioned. I mean, the dude's a baller. He's He's been asked to do a lot more in the last three or four years uh, than he was earlier in his career. Should have two Super Bowls. Um, fantastic athlete and then quarterback, too. I think it's just – he's a top talent, and it, and it helps. Yeah, his team isn't great, but he does have a lot of help when you talk about um, Pete Carroll. Yep. Kind of same thing with Drew Brees, too. So mm-hmm. and I guess Patrick Mahomes as well. <laughs> My number three is is Drew Brees. Um the man's just done it for so long at such a high level. And he, he's one of those guys that like, yeah, he has some of the best talent in the league on his team, but there's a while where everybody that came to the Saints was a well known receiver. Um, similar to when Peyton Manning was the quarterback for his teams. You you heard of Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas and Brandon Stokely and, you know, all the – he definitely had some top talent too and Reggie mm-hmm. Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Um, but you just knew those receivers because they had so many yards because they had such a great quarterback. Right. Um, and that's who Drew Brees is. Guys just wins football games, only won one Super Bowl. I'm sure he'd love to add to that legacy here soon because, I mean, that offense is rolling. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got a uh, number four. I've got Lamar Jackson, and this one probably a little high for a guy who's not necessarily entirely. You know, a lot of people are going to go, "Oh, teams have real film on him now. Let's see how he does in the next season." You can't discredit what he what he did, if, and he should be playing for a super or yeah, Super Bowl, right? Yep. Division division title, I guess. Really, um, if freaking his wide receivers could catch. I mean, I was happy to see Tennessee go through, but. He should have been playing. He should have been there, not Tennessee. Um, If they make a couple key catches, it's a it's a different ball game. Um, But yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson, he is a freak. I think he's gonna have a plenty of good career in the league. Yep, I'm. I'm, He's my number four too. Just a MVP. You got to put him up in your top five, and he's just a different athlete than what we've seen. Not not so much like. I mean, everybody wanted him to play running back for right. a receiver or something like that in, in the NFL. Um, he just stuck with quarterback, and, and he used the MVP. So how can you argue with that? <laughs> no, yeah, it's 
Lamar Jackson. I mean, he could move his way up this list in the next couple years easily. Probably oh, yeah. next year he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is Aaron Rodgers, and this one kind of, you know, this is the probably an older guy that a lot of people may – there's not a lot of quarterbacks you could put in over him. He's the he does have a freak arm talent. He's a guy that can create time as well. He's not a dual threat, but he can create time and move around. I think he would be have he would have had a lot better seasons the last couple of seasons with more talent. He's a guy that doesn't have much talent around him and hasn't had, you know, hadn't had a hard time getting yards still. So I, I think he he could use some uh rejuvenation there in Green Bay. Who'd they hire? Matt. LaFleur. LaFleur, is that who they are? Um, so, I mean, maybe the young guy gets it done. That's kind of been the trend is to hire just the youngest guy you can find with the most experience. Um, so, we'll see. Yeah, he, he's my number five as well. He's just uh, – he, he's done it at that level. And you mentioned the talent. Um, he It's hard to, to beat Green Bay. And mm-hmm. so, he, even when they just have Aaron Rodgers, he's hard to beat. So, they're not, you know, going top ten in the draft. You know, they're, they're usually at the – bottom side of that draft even though they don't have necessarily great seasons they're still not getting that top town out of the draft every year right um and you know that organization has just made some questionable decisions since he's been there you know we we talked about the draft this year getting jordan love over a receiver i think the last is it the 15 they haven't got a receiver in the first round in 15 years yeah ridiculous just like what are you doing to that man get one get one top 20 talent and you'd be a lot better. It's wild, man. I just don't – I don't understand it. Dumbest thing I feel ever. so bad for Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't he on TV or, like, on a show when that news hit? Wasn't he, like, on camera live when it, they found out they were drafting a quarterback? I don't remember. I thought he was. I can't – I'll have to look it up after the show. Who's your uh, – who do you got at, like, number six, number seven? I'd probably go Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford. That's pretty crazy. Um, I, that's who I have. I have Deshaun, I have Deshaun Watson. And, um, I, you know, I kind of hot take. I kind of want to go Kirk Cousins. He's had a couple of really, really good years. He's got, I mean, he's gotten him some money lately. The you way like that? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 Matt Stafford's another one of those guys that just like, man, if he had some talent, he'd probably – do well but that man is just stuck in detroit that right sucks. <laughs> and then his and then freaking calvin johnson left it was a disaster and oh, yeah. uh and matt ryan i don't think you can discredit matt ryan too he's probably up there in that that top eight top nine he's in the top 10 i should say yeah and i mean tom brady is probably tom brady's uh, the, up the there man, he's just kind he, of on he, his he way wins, out. It, yeah he wins football games he's not necessarily the most talented quarterback in the nfl but right he he gets it done somehow <laughs> He gets it done. He's uh, – I'm curious to see the Tampa experiment, man. It's going to be an interesting one. He's that, like, old man at the gym that, like, can just shoot lights out from that one spot. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, dude, this guy's not even good. But, like, he's going to outscore everybody else because he's going to stay in that one spot and you're not going to guard him because he's an old man. And he's going to – he's probably the best defender on the floor too, that old man. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. He, he's nowhere near as fast as the other nine guys out here. But he knows how to position his body. Sound. Yeah, he knows how to position his body. He knows how to move the feet. He's got quick feet. The quick twitch muscles haven't necessarily left him. They slow down a little mm. bit, but they're still active. Yeah. You got <laughs> something left in the tank. Exactly. Uh, anything else for NFL QBs? That's all I got. Y'all want to get to Let's get to some segments. Some fan questions? Oh, yeah, fan questions. What do you, what we got? I don't know, if you um, got any for YouTube or Twitter, drop them. I'll be watching. So we had MDC says, I have a Vols question. 
If you look at what LSU did last year, breaking records, switching up offenses, why do you feel Tennessee won't ever switch up offenses? Um, I don't necessarily think they haven't switched up offenses. Um, I mean, they're going to run Jim Chaney's offense, and it's proven Jim Chaney is a, a great offensive coordinator. I mean, ju- like that LSU team was just – you saw in the draft, like what, 20 of them were drafted? I mean, that I was just a, a free was. talent yeah. that they put it all – they put it all together to win it that one year. Yeah. Um, it would – they lose a lot. You know, they, they had the receivers. They had Joe Burrow um, who bought into that system. And, you know, they had Joe Brady, everything like that. Everything just seemed to work out for LSU. It just kind of everything landed, you know, perfectly for them. Yeah, I mean – Tennessee's gonna offense is gonna have to adapt just because the mentality is you know score at will. So I mean, when you look at teams like Alabama, who are the most talented and, and just can't keep up with the pace offensive score at now, it, it makes it difficult. Now I'm not saying you have to completely change your offense, but you are gonna see some adapt where Jeremy Pruitt wants to. And it's not bad. He wants to control the game. He wants to have an effective run game and dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, that, that's how you have to win in the SEC. But you're also gonna have to. You're going to have to have the deep threats on your team if you want to win ball games. You're going to have to be able to play quick when you get the ball in your hands. Um, there, there are going to be some things that you'll have to change and adapt to, but you don't have to completely change the style of offense you play to do that. Yep, for sure. Anything, Anything else? Uh, I haven't I gotten any more. I haven't got any more. Not a lot of people in the Facebook chat. I thought um, we'd get some more. We had a lot, like when we had the technical difficulties. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, we hadn't had a lot since. So they didn't believe in me getting it done. <laughs> I told you we'd get it done. You go know, most important. Yeah, most important. Uh, most important uh, for me, it's former Southall baseball player Bryce Brents getting inducted into the MTSU Hall of Fame. Oh, nice. I yeah, did he see was that. part of that. Uh, two, he was there from 2008 to 2010. Um, great player for South Dole, great player for MTSU. Um, he's at the where did he? He's not at the Red Sox. He's not with the Red Sox anymore. He is. Where did he? Do you know? Did he go to the Tigers? That might be right. I almost said Padres, but I don't. I don't think that's right. Hey, yeah, uh, think- do what? Sorry. I think I think it was the. Hey, what about uh Josh Dobbs playing chess during his workout? <laughs> Dude, that man's a different freak. I just. I also want to ask, like, I mean, it's impressive. I just don't know what it really does. I guess it helps you like slow your mind down when you're breathing hard and your heart rate's up. I don't know. I have yeah, no like, idea. Like, why? Yeah, I, I I do want to know the why behind it, but I, it's interesting for sure. For sure. Oh, so I guess he's back with – Is he back with the Red Sox? Austin, yeah. Dude, so I looked it up the... like the other day. <laughs> like probably like, – when was he announced that he was going to the Hall of Fame, the NTSU Hall of Fame? Uh, Like this past week. Yeah, I think I looked it up when I saw it posted. So he, he went to – he was traded to the Pirates and then Pirates. um the Mets got him off the waivers and then he – um, sign a minor league deal with the Red Sox again. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, another most important, maybe. 
see here. Did you see what Peyton Manning had to say to – he spoke to um, the Denver Nuggets the other night? Did you see his, his little diss? Oh, yeah, I did see that. So uh, Peyton Manning, if you didn't see, Peyton Manning addressed the Nuggets team by Zoom as a guest. This is a tweet from Alan Bell, 247. Uh, he was asked about playing about the weirdness of the season and playing in front of no fans. Peyton said, "I'm not the guy. I'm not the one to answer that question. You'd probably have to ask somebody with the Chargers." What's up with the Manning family? Just absolutely hating the Chargers. <laughs> just don't like them. <laughs> Hold some ill That's will towards that organization. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Any more? Most important. Derrick Henry. Getting that fat deal, the four-year, um, was it $25 million? Yeah, it's $25, 30000000 million guaranteed, the, something like that. Yeah, with the Titans. I mean, he's your best player. You got to pay him. Yeah. You, you can't you can't let him go. I think we talked about it maybe last week. On We did. I, I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. Um, you got to pay your best player. You got to keep him in that organization, especially if you're an organization on the rise. I think you have the right people in charge right now. You're figuring out how to win – in the postseason, got to keep your best players. Yeah, and it's tough to to give a running back that much money because you just talk about the the longevity of running backs. It's not as high, but when when you get a guy like Darren Derrick Henry, you don't let him go until he gives you a reason to. You don't, right? And you got him for you didn't you didn't have to uh, franchise tag him, but you got him for a pretty good price. Now he got a lot of a lot of guaranteed money, um, mm-hmm. but it's not you didn't just completely ruin your salary cap. Yeah. You did yep. put, uh, you know, but he deserves to get paid, so it, it's worth it. Um, yep. I actually do have a few more here. Did you see the NFL is uh, on July 18th said sent out for players to report to camp, like dates? So oh, yeah, good. I did see that. Moving forward, yeah. yeah. But then the NFL players today were all tweeting, like cl- clearly like a joint effort tweeting. They were tweeting individually, but obviously they had talked about it, tweeting about how they're not happy with the plan put in place. Yep. So a little worrisome. Got to um, figure that out. And then I got one more. Uh, ESPN tweeted the video. I don't know where it's from exactly. Did you see the dad who got his son a baseball bat? Clearly, the son was not expecting it at all. And yeah. that night hit a freaking dinger. And the dad oh, caught the home I run. Didn't, I didn't see where the – he hit a dinger. I know, like, the son thought he forgot. This, this is an older video. Oh, is it? Um, so the, the son thought he forgot his birthday – and so when he get done after the game, he goes in there and gets the bat, and he starts crying. But I, I didn't see where he hit a dinger. But, but yeah. yeah, that maybe that was his first time using the bat. I don't know. Yeah, it looked like that night. It looked like the kid was going to a game. I don't know if it was the same night, but they made it seem gotcha. like the same night. Great video editing, editing to make it seem like the same night. <laughs> did you see where? So this is another one. Um, did you see what NBA is building a barber shop in the bubble? <laughs> no. It's like an actual NBA barbershop. Like, it has the logo and everything. Interesting. It looks like we're playing, like, 2K. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Like, they all can't yeah, leave. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like my part, pretty much, is what it is. <laughs> we're living in a simulation. Yep. Are we, do you think, uh, have you seen all the cake videos? Yeah. Have you started, like, cutting up random things to test it? No, it's very weird, dude. <laughs> I don't, I just don't understand this trend. Do you like my conspiracy theory that I figured out today? Coronavirus is just a cake? No, the uh, the the quarter. I, did I tell you about the – I put it in that group message. Oh, the bat. Yeah. Dude, I just – like I had a quarter in my pocket, and so I was telling my – I was explaining the coin shortage. I, I'm sure most of you are aware of it. 
um, to my nieces and nephews because they were like asking what it meant. And we had a bucket of mostly pennies. And I was telling them how pennies are like brought or coins are brought out of circulation and stuff. And I was like, yeah, if you find, you know, coins from, you know, a long time ago, they're usually worth more than a penny. Their face value, you know, gets grows because they're rarer because most of those are thrown away. So we started looking at pennies. We actually found one from like 1929, which I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And so now of like every coin I get, I'm like looking at it because I'm just curious and uh, looked at it today and it was from 2020 and had a freaking bat on it. I was like, this is all a conspiracy. <laughs> It was some national park, but I, I I need to look it up. I can't remember what national park it was because it was like one of those. Um, what are they called? Like, do what? Limited edition. Yeah, something like that. I don't, you know, whatever. But I was like, that's yeah. so. It means nothing, but it, it gets my conspiracy brain going. It gets a part of the brain operating that I don't operate much, except when I'm really dialing in to like, you know, jet fuel to melt steel beam and stuff like that. Hmm. So yeah, I was I was pretty conspiracy theory drawn for like an hour today. Not a long time. Usually I get in, I get stuck for a couple hours. Yeah, that's that's like a a rabbit hole. I mean, you could spend hours and hours yeah. watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's fun, but yeah, it's it's time consuming. Yep. Uh, like, oh, it's been four hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't get. I was like when I started looking it up and I sent you all that text, I was like. It was a Brody, I think, said. He was like, yeah, I spent a lot of time the other day. And I was like, yeah, I got to stop before I get stuck. I'm going to get stuck <laughs> in this. <laughs> you have any more of this importance? No, I got I got a fail, though. Oh, I got a couple fails. So my first one is, have you seen Britney Spears and like her new dance videos? Dude, they're terrible. But is she being held against her will? More conspiracies. Dude, like what is going on? Why? Like, She's got to be on drugs, right? She looks like it. She looks terrible. Like it, it, look, it looks bad. Yeah. Like I'm like, Brittany, I'm not like, people know like you're, we're doing better, but this doesn't seem to help your case. So I was reading something about that, about how her like dad and manager have like whatever custody, not custody, but it's like they make decisions for her or something. Even though she's an adult, it's some kind of thing they can become, but she's been like touring lately. Hadn't she? Really? Weird. I thought so. Like in the last like three years, I think she's been on a world tour. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. It's shocking, right? How many people are Britney Spears fans still? I mean, like, dude, oh, come on, you know, like that that kind of like who's a fan of that kind of stuff? Well, that I, that was before. Now she's like you know stuck in her house doing doing uh God <laughs> doing drugs what. and TikTok dances. It's so strange. All right, I'm going to look at her concert tours real quick. Dude, think about this. She used to sell out arenas. She still does. She still does. She went on a world tour in 2018 that looks like grossed, maybe profited, $56 million. It was a North American and Europe tour. North America oh and Europe God. tour. And then she did an Asian tour in 2017. It doesn't say how much money she made. Where is she? Where is she selling on arenas at? Like, okay, so she grossed fifty six million. That means she probably didn't make that much money, right? I feel like that's an expensive thing to do. She had two hundred sixty one thousand people see her. That's really not that many, I don't think. And twenty five shows, I don't know. Is that a lot? Oh no, not twenty five shows, dude. That's not a long tour. Thirty one shows. Is that a long that's, tour? 
I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know that much about that crap. That's incredible. Dude, that is wild. She didn't come to Knoxville. Is she going to like the fairs? Is that what she's doing? <laughs> no, I think she's, she's going, going to arenas. Because I mean, like, I could see her selling out a fair. Like, I think she's to going the... to arenas. Here you go. Piece of tour. That was the name of it. Piece of tour. She had Pitbull with her in 2018. Pitbull, you're willing to put your name on something like that? My lord. Oh, come on. Pitbull's definitely willing to put his name. <laughs> She played at Radio City Music Hall in New York on her latest tour. Oh, my God. Was it on Wednesday? (laughs) Uh, It was a three, no, two days. She played two nights and sold 11,000 tickets each night. I don't know how, I don't know what that is. I don't know how many. That's a big music, that's like, that's a big arena, though. You know, they played, they played basketball games there before. Really? It's it looks so weird. Well, they might have could have got the bubble, but New York is freaking insane right now. I think it was a WNBA game. They might have played some men's games there. Oh, I think it was a USA basketball game. No, no it was like definitely the, the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, that, I, I love the Harlem Globetrotters. That's I've a, never been. You've never been? So much fun. I uh I I I need a Washington Generals jersey. Will you get me one? I'll look. Do you know that's the team that like loses every night? I think they've won one game against the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> they let them win one game. I, th- I think so. To, yeah. Just so they keep playing in hopes they get to do it again one time. Imagine being like, hey, we want you to be on the Washington Generals. Fun fact about this team, they lose every single night to the Harlem Globetrotters. It's like <laughs> the the Talladega Knights when Cal's like, Hey, uh, could it like I win one? And Ricky Bobby's like but if you do, how am I going to win? And Cal's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dude, that – yeah, that's exactly it. I'm trying to find out – I'm going to find out their record. Um, you, See, I have I fails. So someone um, – see. I lost it now. Hey, you asked the question of the day about what, who's the best athlete you've ever played against. Who is yours? Mm-hmm. Um, so we played – Nick Sinzel played for that Farragut basketball middle school team. Oh, really? Um, but also Trevor Clifton um, was probably one in high school. He pitched for Heritage, and uh, then he went on to play for the Smokies. That's about all I can – Deshaun Mobley was probably up there for me. Yeah. Um, what about you? I See, I don't know. I'd have to really, like, sit down and think about it. The one that kind of comes to my head is um... – I've already forgotten his name. From Sevier County, the really fast kid. He was just ridiculously fast. God bless. What was his name? Logan McCarter. Oh. He was just he was just fast, though. I mean, that was what was incredible about him. Yeah, we played against Devon Young. Um, Did we? Did so I? We played, we played Bearden in Neyland Stadium for that. Oh, yeah. You're right. I think it was our sophomore year. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to really sit down and think about I Yeah. Um my fail though is Bryson DeChambeau. He made a quintip quintuple bogey. That's a ten Friday at the memorial. Uh have you seen the movie Ten Cup? I don't think so. Great golf great movie. Great golf movie. Um 
yeah, so scoring a 10, that's pretty bad, especially for a professional golfer. Um, thankfully, I haven't scored a 10 in a while, so that's that's the good news. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, just, I'm sure I scored a 10 when I went, but, like, it we wasn't. Had a, we had a triple bogey bad. back, so the, the highest you scored was 8. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> so I'm better than him. Exactly. Dude, he just went nuts. <laughs> like, he was just like, I'm hitting this shot, and just went nuts. It's great. It's terrible. Did you see Unnecessary Roughness tweet, there will never be another college football star like Benny Snell? I did. That was a dumb tweet. Also, what defines a college football star? Like, is Benny Snell really a college football star, or was he a star in college football because he was the best player on his team? But being the best player, being the prettiest piece of trash in a dump isn't that anything to brag about. Yeah, like, I I wouldn't say he's any better than Lynn Bowden was this past year. He, he was literally wouldn't. he was literally just the best player on that team. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a not a great look. It's like Keyshawn Vaughn was Vanderbilt. Like he was their best player on that terrible team. That doesn't make right. you like a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any more uh, fails? That's all I got. That's all you got. Did you see where someone on the Vol for Life page posted if we played a uh if we it said if we took out all non conference games? And there was a schedule that they posted, but they left Troy in, who I did not know was a member of the SEC. They are, yep. Just happened yesterday. Who has a better record in the SEC, Troy or Vanderbilt? That's a heated are rivalry. We, are, are we talking before Butch Jones? Uh, take Butch Jones out of it. Yeah, it's probably, Troy probably has a better record. How do you feel about Jeremy Pruitt being one and one against Vanderbilt? I'll give the first one. I, I won't give him a pass. I might not always remember it. I was in that stadium. You get zero pass if I'm in the stadium. Yeah, but like, I understand like where we were at. That Vanderbilt team but, was bad, though. Oh, yeah. You still should have been. You beat Auburn and Kentucky. You still yeah. should have beat Vanderbilt. He is 2 um, 0 against Kentucky. But that team just looked done. Yeah. But you make a bowl Dude. game if you beat that team. That's yeah, what's wild. They just. I mean, I, again, I go back to that culture change. So like, yep. the culture was just so toxic under Butch Jones that I don't know. It was definitely a, a weird feeling that we didn't have any more fight than we had that night. What bowl game do we go to? It's not the Music City Bowl. We're not even good enough to make the Music City Bowl. How depressing is that? <laughs> we probably go to like the Liberty Bowl or something. That actually would have been a lot of fun. I'd go to Memphis. I would go. Memphis is nice. Not right now. That place, speaking no. of COVID hotspots. <laughs> yeah, I would go there now. Mm. Knox County is getting there. Good Lord. Yep. So t- so tell me about the couple that, that uh, got in a fight at Walmart. You tweeted about it. I kind of want to. Oh, yeah. I need so, a uh, uh, verbal verbal history. So, like, I'm, I was in there. Like, I, I got mad. I packed my beer to go to the, the river. Were you shopping I'm, for an air mattress? Why were you in the air mattress? I was, I was not. I was not. So I was mad that I couldn't get enough beer in this little cooler that I have. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to buy an Ozark trail cooler that can hold 25, 24 cans. Did you get that? The cloth one I have that fits 24 cans. Yeah, it is. It is. And it has like a, I think it's has like a box in it. Like it holds ice. Yeah. Those things are awesome, dude. They legit hold 24 beers. It's amazing. They had that for 30, $34 at Walmart. Oh, wow. I don't, know how much I paid for mine, but they hold 24 so, beers. It's incredible. 
Yeah, so I went and I went and bought one impulse buy, <laughs> and then um, I guess it was an impulse buy. Like I, I got, I had, I went there to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like on the spot. Like, oh, I need, I need a cooler. I'm going to right. Um, and then I was, Raven was, she was a proctor in the ACT. So I was like, Hey, her birthday's coming up. I'm going to get her a few school supplies. Cause she loves school supplies. So I was in the school supplies and this couple come by me in their pajamas and they're just yelling. <laughs> at what time school. of the day? This is like, it's 11 AM. <laughs> they're yelling and cussing at each other. I'm just like, good Lord. So like he's like he's like don't walk away from me just like being mm, good. <laughs> I'm like I don't want to get involved, but I also don't want somebody like a female to get knocked out. And right. Like, like I I don't want that to happen. So like I'm saying around and she just like she was just like I just wanted that air mattress. He was like we don't effing need it. He was like you have a bed. I don't know a lot about the situation, but yeah, I don't think you. Sounds like you didn't need the air mattress. <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounded like it was just like an impulse buy, <laughs> but they didn't agree on it. So she was, was just going to walk ones away with the blower in it. Because then I do understand what she wanted. I get See, it. See, they weren't near the the air mattresses at this time. They oh. were walk like she was walking away, and he was like chasing her, like cussing and yelling. They've and been arguing was, about this for a minute. Yeah. So, so then I pay for my stuff. I go outside. Did you hear my dog choking. Yeah, I did hear that. I might need to do a life-saving technique over here. You good, dude? I don't even know what he'd be choking on. All right, we're good. So um, <laughs> so I go outside, and I pass him, and he's smoking outside. Okay, good. He's Little talking to this random guy. Who's just like, yeah, he's talking to this random guy. He's like, yeah, I can't believe she just broke up with me over that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, they broke up over that argument over an air mattress. <laughs> that's awesome i see and i i usually get stuck in the situations where i'm that random guy he's talking to i've had a lot of people confide in me when i don't need to don't need that like, yeah see, man you will not believe my old lady did to me <laughs> I'm like i, I just have that. i just get like i have a thing about me that if i don't care about the conversation my eyes tell you i don't <laughs> and so those people don't come up to me very how much often. tennessee gear were they wearing none it was actually they're mm. wearing I think uh, some Georgia pajamas. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. There you go, UGA. Yeah. That guy's still in the chat. Tell so he, he, I, I'm, he got the bulldog bite, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. Hopefully, that's that. It's a funny situation. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. No, I'm glad you didn't have to intervene. <laughs> yeah. During COVID and everything, you got to intervene. Just touching the random people. <laughs> yeah. I love the. Uh, I love some of the responses on the tweet. I think that was my favorite, my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted, I didn't want you to have to tell me the story over Twitter because I knew it was probably gonna be interesting. So I, I did, I did need to hear it on the show. Oh, I actually forgot all about that. I'm glad you asked me about it. You, you shouldn't, you should keep that forever because Dude. I'm just trying to imagine. Cause like it, like if they were going camping, like I want an air mattress to sleep on. And he's like, we're not sleeping on the floor. I'm like, I side with this woman wholeheartedly. If, oh, yeah, if I'm going camping and I can take an air mattress with me, I'm taking an air mattress. But she's yeah. just like, I want one for the dang living room, Bob. Yeah, she's like, I need a new couch. Get an air mattress. They need some more furniture. She yeah. wanted an air mattress. He wanted a couch. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe do. maybe they have a lakefront property and she was going to use it as a float. I'm, yeah, I'm not one to judge. Yeah. 
So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just a weird situation. I always have weird stuff always happen to me. That didn't really happen to you though. You did get to oh, experience well, no, it, but though. it's yeah, like I'm always part of it in some way. No, that, that's fair. Were, were there a lot of a lot people of, watching, or was everybody trying to ignore it? Like, were there a lot of people around? Yeah, everybody was just like looking, but like they stop like right where I'm, like right, right in the aisle that I'm at. I'm See, that, like, my favorite ones are where like people are watching, and the girl or guy turn and they're like, "What are you looking at?" And it's like you jackass screaming in the middle of a Walmart, yeah, <laughs> at a person bro. you can argue with at home. <laughs> yep. Like, I uh, a lot of people are talking about how crazy the world is, and it, it, it here's the thing: the world's always been this crazy. We can just record it now. We mm-hmm. haven't always been able to record it. Yep, that that's the difference. So, yeah, right. I was definitely living in that moment. I I didn't pull my phone out and record it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good decision. Uh, it sounds like yeah. both of these people could have beaten you up and eaten you. So, yeah, judging by the story you told me. Right, yeah, they were willing to break in their relationship over an air mattress. So, how do you think they got home? Phone and being videotaped. Right. Uh, like, how does that go? Cat, bu- cat bus, maybe. I don't know. Like, did one of them drive, and they just drive, or did they get in the car together and just be mad at each other? Do they li- like they have lived together? It sounds like. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't stick around. To, you I, I didn't want to be the guy he was telling the story. To you should have checked story. on him. That's the thing. You should have been the one to check on him. Well, you could have provided I'm a home. Glad to a I didn't guy. have to check him. That would been a. That wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> South Knoxville Walmart, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Perfect. I was like, I was like, there's never a dull moment. Every time I go in this place, I know why I don't go to this place. See, I've never really had a great story from there. I've had a few interesting ones, but never like that. I mean, I, I don't get a lot. I'm, I guess I go at the wrong times. I don't know. Yeah. I've had a couple. I'm about to go go out like a experiences. Yeah, I think the the key is to go uh, late at night or like mid afternoon. That's that's the key. And late at nights, that's that's rough. Don't well, the, don't go too late. Yeah. Oh, don't go my. to that three a.m. crowd that they haven't even been to, or, or five a.m. where they haven't even been to bed yet and they're just exhausted <laughs> and just looking for trouble. Well, they freaking close at eight p.m. now. I went like a week ago and I, I had oh, to pick yeah. up. I had to pick up something for my brother. They're like, we close at eight. And I was like, well, it's seven fifty. So <laughs> good thing yeah. I'm here before eight. Right. And they're like, well, can you hurry? And I was like, well, you don't, I mean, y'all don't even have cashiers open. You can just, you all can just leave, leave me the keys. I'll lock up. <laughs> I'm pretty much <laughs> freaking doing your jobs anyways. I'm like, good <laughs> Lord. God, that pisses me off by the way. Yeah, that's I feel like prices should be going down on products if you're if we're not having to pay labor, right? That's a good point. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician or anything. Yeah. Should be. I should be. Guys, I appreciate you all if you uh, stuck with us. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. It won't happen again. Well, it wasn't my fault, thankfully. Um, so I can't speak for... I can't speak for technology. I feel like it always happens. So um, we'll try to fix it as fast as we can the next time it happens again. uh, And and we'll get it working. But I do apologize for that. I'm glad we got it squared away. Um, Been a great show. We will see you guys on Wednesday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Stay up to date on all of our uh, good stuff going on YouTube as well. And Volunteer Roadshow. 
A lot of new shows uh, still coming to Volunteer Roadshow. Some that are getting settled in right now. Make sure you're on their Facebook and YouTube and Twitter so you see those go live. Don't miss out on some great VFLs and some other great shows uh, that are on Volunteer Roadshow. Yeah, a lot of new faces. I'm kind of feeling like we're the the veterans. We're the old guys now. Yeah, now I mean it's it's Bobby and Billy, but then after the them it was kind of us. Oh, so. we're seasoned vets, man. Yeah, yeah, we're getting that uh. <laughs> We're getting that veteran minimum right now. <laughs> so does that mean we're tenured? Is that how that works? Can't get rid yeah, of us now? Yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're the Tom Brady. We're no longer in the top five anymore. Exactly. Oh, dang it. <laughs> that's how that feels. Okay. Right. But that's all we got. Thanks for sticking with us. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.